Andrea Logan is a human resources manager with over six years of experience leading numerous human capital initiatives and driving organizational change. She is also a subject matter expert in regulatory compliance regarding onboarding, talent acquisition, and HR best practices. She helps professionals with their resumes and finding remote work and six-figure jobs. In today's show, she talks about her unique journey into career coaching, her experience growing an audience on TikTok and LinkedIn, strategies to use in your job search, and building relationships and negotiating. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, everyone, we are back on the Ramp Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. It is Andrea Logan. Andrea, great to be with you. How are you today? I'm doing super well, Danny. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am good. I'm good. We've been admirers from afar here at Ramped. You are helping job seekers all over the country, and we found you by just you know, word of mouth. People were talking about you and we are so honored that you raised us today on our show. I know that you are probably guessing what the question is coming first, but we asked all our guests this first question. Who is Andrea Logan? Who am I? I would say that I am this way shower. I really like that word. I learned it and it really stuck with me because I literally show people the way to do things period. But it has been careers, 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 resumes, remote work, how to transition into six-figure jobs, and really how to work the job market as it changes, um, and how to navigate the job market as a job seeker who is actually trying to become sustainable with their career. And now I show people all over the world the way. It's literally the way to do it. And that's that's kind of who I am now. That's who I am now. Love it. Love it. I'm so excited to jump in and pick your brain and get really, really tactical with you. I do want to know before we do that, how did you get into this? Career guidance, career search, career help is not intuitive to folks coming you know, out of school. It's not something that necessarily everybody gravitates toward. And you have, you built a really, really big audience and you're helping so many. Like, How did you, how did you start on this? I guess you want me to tell you the truth. It was really, really seemingly random so i'm i'm going through this process of trying to figure out you know like what's life you know what are what are we doing here what are we doing here and i did not choose this consciously i seemingly random got a job as a resume writer and i didn't know it was a resume writing job i was trying to be an executive assistant at a paralegal company because i thought that would be cool after i graduated and i literally fell into this role that was an executive assistant job, but I was actually a lead writer for a paralegal who did equal opportunity employment investigations for the government. And I was trained by a hacker. Crazy story. Oh my God. Wild story. I was trained by a hacker on how to write federal resumes and do equal opportunity employment investigations for the government. So like I was writing We did like grants and cover letters and executive bios and we got people into the military and, you know, it was all this stuff. But I was writing. I was the writer there. I was lead writer and I learned how to do resumes and stuff. And I literally just consumed all that information and kept it in my back pocket. And then I stopped working there and did a bunch of other jobs. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, I need a remote job. Maybe I'll try to get myself a job. With all the tips that I tell everybody how to do all the time anyway, since I've just been this writer, but not really writing after I stopped working there. 
And then the moment I used my own tips, literally pandemic, when I was like, oh my gosh, I got too many jobs. I was getting way too many jobs. Like it just, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> these tips that I'm talking about, they work. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just teach people how to do this because I have too many jobs and everybody else is losing their job. And I have to, I have so many jobs that I can't do them all. Like I can't take all the job offers that I'm getting. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should just tell people. That's kind of how it started. <laughs> That's great. I mean, amazing story. Amazing story. I'm so pumped to hear that. And too many job offers is what we all aspire to have, especially right. in the community that we're both trying to serve. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's great. And you're also at one of the absolute hottest companies in the entire world, TikTok. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about TikTok. Okay. What's it like right now? So, again... I use my LinkedIn profile and people, I got my first tech job from straight up LinkedIn. Okay. And I did not, I don't ever think anybody's watching me. I think it's odd that you watch me. Like I don't ever, anytime I just post, I just post and talk to myself kind of, and then people engage and I'm like, oh, wow. And I had this company, a tech company some years ago, reach out and they were like, hey, do you want to be a resume coach at our tech company? And I was like, sure. Okay. Sure. And that was from my post on my LinkedIn of just, you know, tips, tricks, how to get hired, interview, salary negotiation, everything that I do normal. They liked it tech. And so a lot of my clients became tech people and they were like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to get into tech. How do we get into tech? You work in tech now. Like, what's up? Like, did it. And I'm, I'm not a tech person, but I work at tech companies. And that kind of structured people to be thinking of me as this tech girl. So I started making tech content and teaching people how to actually get tech roles when they didn't come from tech backgrounds and what to do and how to translate your skills and how to use transferable skills. And then from my amazing posts on LinkedIn, TikTok reached out to me. But I'm a TikToker. I'm a TikToker. So like I, I grew my business and I grew my following from just straight up banging it hard on TikTok. And then randomly with my tips, a TikTok recruiter, and my friend works at TikTok too. My friend who goes to my lives on TikTok, she got a job at TikTok. And so I had a recruiter reach out to me for HR positions at TikTok. And while I was job hunting for people operations roles, and it's super exciting, but honestly, I like being an influencer more than nice. Nice. anything like I actually like being an influencer like teaching people how to decide like working at a tech company is fun and cool but you only work with so many amount of people you work with your, your internal group you don't work with the world you know so I actually like being an influencer at TikTok well which is fun I love it I love it that is a really really cool story a few things like really resonate with me and I'm sure with our audience one is you put in the work you put in tons of hard work it's not just like oh magically boom I'm an influencer you put in time, energy, effort to making posts, making videos, nurturing an audience. And then two, yeah. you know, take that, take that side door. We post about it a lot. If you have friends who work at a company, if you have a first degree connection, even a second degree connection at a company, use that person because your, your peers are doing it. That is how people are getting jobs. It's still yeah. the right way to go. Like just, it is for better or for worse. I don't even think it's really for worse, but for better, it is somewhat who you know. So just use those connections you have. Every single person has connections, big or small, and and you must use that in this job search, especially today. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Good um, all right. I want to dig into some tactics with you. Let's start with the top of funnel. So we meet with tons of people who are applying, mass applying to 
hundreds of roles and getting rejected from those same hundreds of roles. What tips, tricks, guidance, frameworks, anything, throughout anything to help people break that first layer down, get past that initial screen and get that first interview? Okay, so mass applying doesn't work. I feel like people think, yes, it is a numbers game. So let me not say it's not. It is a numbers game, but you have to be able to like strategic with your numbers it has to be literally strategic. So if you're a mass applier, stop doing it. Stop mass applying and you need to kind of get away from the computer a little bit and like make a list of what you actually want. And I have been telling people this in my coaching calls recently because it's been working so well. You actually need to make a list of not just the companies that you want to work at and the roles that you want, but the responsibilities that you actually want to do every day. What responsibilities do you want someone to give you for you to exercise literally day in and day out or, you know, whenever you work or however flexible your schedule is? Because that's going to help you curate and figure out what role it is that you're going to go after and what that looks like at those companies because you need to be strategic. Everybody's always like, oh, niche down. Because if you're just like, for everyone, you're actually for no one. People will take the same resume that either has no title on it or doesn't have any structure as a data analyst. And then they're trying to get a data analyst position, but they're not strategic. So you don't look like a data analyst to the reader. So they're not picking you. And they take that same resume and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to apply for a finance manager. I'm going to apply for an operations specialist. I'm going to apply for social media managers. Like you don't look like any of those things. So you mass applying is doing nothing. So figuring out what you actually want and really get it down to like a job, one job title, like the one job title or two, but make it very strategic. And then what you do is instead of mass applying, you're going to mass connect. You need to be connecting with people online who can get you in there because I saw this on LinkedIn the other day too. Sometimes when you're on there, when you're on LinkedIn, you'll see like, oh, you know, application closed. We're no longer taking applications. Not true. Not true. That doesn't always mean that it's closed. If you can find the person who either posted it or somebody who works at that company, you can kind of push your push your stuff to them or your your documents to them and be like, hey, is this still open? Especially if it's in the initial stages or if all the candidates they have don't fit the job description or if they don't like them enough, they can still push you in the pool. So making sure that you are finding people who can kind of help you get in the door is better than relying on, oh, I'm going to apply to 5,000 jobs this week. Okay. And when you don't hear back from any of them, now you're discouraged. Now you think you're the problem. No, you're not the problem. You're strategy. Okay. I love it. We just got super, super tactical. I hope our audience was listening because Andrew just gave us complete gold, especially that last part about jobs being closed or closed in quotes online, which you see quite often right now. People right. are flooded with applicants hundreds and hundreds of applicants within the first 24 hours. Right. So message them directly, connect with folks directly, shoot a targeted tactful <laughs> note over to a hiring manager and just ask, hey, look, is this actually closed? Because I was really interested. All such really, really good advice. Andrea, I have another really tactical one for you. So let's say you are in that first screen, right? Meeting with a recruiter, they seem mildly interested, which we get a lot, right? Like I just met with a recruiter. I hear it a lot. I just met with a recruiter. You know, this person seemed to like me. I'm unsure of next steps. What can you do if that first screen was maybe lukewarm, but you're still really, really interested in the position? So this is what I do. I tell everybody to copy me. Anything I do, do it. So 
I like to follow up. I am a follow upper, but it's really because it's not necessarily because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I need this job so bad. I don't give off desperation. When you give off desperation, uh, I think a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are really desperate right now, and that's fine. But like, you don't want to give that away because people will utilize that against you, which is not fun because there are a lot of predatory hiring practices that people do like oh they're looking a little desperate maybe we can get their skills in at a little lower so like you don't want to do that because it is a game it is like poker it is like chess it it i mean it sucks but people aren't just gonna give you millions of dollars they just don't the people don't want to do that they are trying to make like a decision that's going to benefit their company make money save money save time that person's also trying to do that for their company so like you have to do that for yourself and them now i like to send follow-up and I like to make them fun. And so I take a a long time to hunt my prey in the process. And I will know about the recruiter. Like, I will know what they like. I'll be on their socials. I'll find them. I'll ask them questions that seem unimportant. I do this all the time, actually. I do this with a bunch of people. I'm not just recruiters and interviews and stuff. But I do this regularly. And I'm great at it because I'm manipulative. And so I like to ask questions that seem like they don't matter and that they're just all out of the blue you know do you like boba there's a boba place down the street that i went to and it was amazing like da, 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 you know having a real conversation i like to talk clearly and then if they tell me oh my gosh i do i like matcha i like this i like da, 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 da. i love thai tea i might talk about something like that in my follow-up like hey i thought you this is teaching people how to be how to be calculated because yeah. Then it's like, okay, hey, I really, you know, I had such an amazing interview with you earlier. Thank you so much for taking the time to really see me and to speak with me about my skills. I haven't had an interview like that in a really long time. And you really pumped me up to be um, excited about working at your company. Also, you mentioned you liked Thai tea and da 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 and I found this really great place and it made me think of you and like, here's the recipe or whatever. Or like, oh, we talked. I saw this again on LinkedIn the other day. You talked about jazz music and I'm a jazz fanatic. So I wanted to send you my YouTube playlist that I had here. Like something kind of interesting that kind of is that has nothing to do with the job, but you are building a relationship with that person. And I think that's really impactful, and important because those people, honestly, I know the job seekers like to make like you know, hate comments about recruiters and the industry and the job market and how rough it is and they need to be nicer and everybody ghosts me. A lot of those people aren't bitter recruiter before, so it's like whatever, but they get people who just are like, I need a job, give it to me all day long. Like their, yeah. their messages are yeah. filled, you know what I mean? Like they're filled yeah. with people just like, help me, help me, help me. Oh my gosh, I'm about to be on the street. I'm about to be evicted. What can you do for me? And people don't really take time to actually nurture a real relationship with that person. I'm also clearly there's something you want out of it, but like try to make it seem like that's not the only thing it might be. But if you do a good job of like shifting it a little bit, like, hey, you know, it was really nice talking to you. You know, you're really cool. I, I love that you were able to just, you know, talk to me about my favorite book. I actually just bought that book. And like, if I could tell you how I feel about it after I'm done, it'd be cool to like keep this relationship going, regardless if you get the job or not, you know? So yeah. This is really good, really, really, really good, Andrea. I know you used I used used some some hard hitting words there, but the word I would use to describe what you just said was thoughtful. I think you oh, go above and beyond, <laughs> and are a little bit more thoughtful than the average. Let's call it. I'm just applying to apply, or I'm just applying because give me the job. There are countless examples of businesses in the real world that do a really good job at this. You know, Nordstrom, or if you go to a super high quality 
hotel and you notice that they are thoughtful about you, the customer, even Amazon, right? You are never going to hear no from Amazon. You will get a refund even if you use the product <laughs> 20 days later and you ate it. You're still going to get that yes because they care a little bit more than the rest of the companies out there. And it's really just noticing what the customer is asking. In this case, the job seeker can just act a little bit more like a business. You, Your customer in that instance is the recruiter. You are somebody who is trying to service a recruiter or trying to build up a recruiter to get you through the door. And all you have to do is just be a little more thoughtful and also obviously build a relationship. These aren't obviously businesses and there's actual person, an actual person behind the LinkedIn profile. So build that relationship. These are, these are things that are time tested, but also I think you're at, you're applying a level of thought that, yeah, that, that most wouldn't. So I really like that perspective. If you're cool with it, I'd love to go one more round of tactical with you. Sure. Yeah. Let's round for round. All right, cool. All right. So Let's move on. Let's say you are moving swimmingly through this interview process and you're getting an offer. Now, negotiating offers is something that folks tend to have a hard time with. I don't know why. However, I do understand that that initial mental hurdle of like, should I negotiating, should I not, is really, really tough to overcome for some folks. So give us the goods. Tell us what you should be doing when you get that formal offer all the way through getting the ideal offer that you really, really want. Okay. So I just read about this in my ebook and I got a lot of great tips from this salary negotiation coach. He is in Canada and I plug him on everything now. He's my favorite new person. His name is Sam Struan, S-A-M-S-T-R-U-A-N on LinkedIn. Sam Struan, I also plug him in my ebook, but he said, that this is what you do. So let's say you're saying like, okay, you get an offer and maybe you're like, oh, should I negotiate? Oh, I want, maybe I can try to get more. And you're trying to create this energy to where you put the power back into your own hands so that you can start negotiations that are really, really um, successful. You want to say this, quote, quote, I am currently in multi-round interviews for roles that are in the blank to blank range that's it right so like all you need to say is either oh hey you know we loved your interviews they're amazing we want to give you 130 let's say you want 140 though and they they're like we want to offer you 130 you could be like thank you so much for this offer thank them thank you so much for this offer i just want to let you know that i am currently in multi-round interviews for roles right now that like in between start with the number you want 140 to 160 that doesn't have to be true they don't need to know what's going on you could be making thirty thousand dollars a year and have no interview but you're gonna say that you're in multi-round interviews so that they know that you're on the market other people want you on the market and the market has already valued your skill set at above what they're offering so you need to buck up and you need to raise it or i'm walking and like then people are like well what if they don't give it to me and then they snatch the offer away okay then go apply somewhere else who's going to give you the 140 you want 140 so you want 140 but if you start with your your number you want as your low you'll give yourself room to negotiate for even higher because if let's say they don't even give you a number yet uh, as an offer but they're like what's your salary expectation and let's say your expectation is 150 you will say i'm currently in multi-round interviews for roles that are in between 150 start low with your number 
and then you're high, you know, 150 to 170. And then you have room to like, maybe they're like, okay, we can give you 160. And they think you're, they think they're lowballing you, but they're not. So. All right. All right. I love it. I love it. That is so tactical and so on point. And I mean, Andrea, thanks for, thanks for giving us this. It is a good time to mention that Andrea just released an ebook and y'all should check it out uh, real quick. Before we jump to our next question, where can folks find that? You can go to thecareerisland.com. The link is in every single bio you will ever see. <laughs> $22.22 and it is 22 chapters. And the first 11 are just what the common, 11 common interview questions, how to answer them, what they're actually asking in an introverted and an extroverted style. So you get two scenarios. So there's 22 answers that you could possibly use and study and perfect. And then the last 11 chapters are all one page each is just how to overcome your own fears of going after things that you want in your life. Sweet. I love it. I love it. Everybody should check that out. ASAP. Uh, one question for you that has come come up in my mind from our conversation. So obviously the job search has changed significantly in the past, let's even call it like three years, right? Pre-COVID yeah. to whatever time ran a post-COVID world. I'm curious to know, is there something today that screams, hey, look, this is the new job search. People are not taking advantage of it right now. Or is it just like, you know, hey, there's just one process to follow. This is something that I have been preaching for a really, really, really long time. And it was honestly because of the first tech job that I bought with my LinkedIn profile. And this is kind of how I want to revolutionize the resume writing in the hiring industry as a mission uh, that I put myself on. I believe that the most strategic way to get hired is to have the jobs come to you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like I know a lot of people, oh my gosh, I'm applying 100,000 jobs every second. Okay. Stop. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to put so much, because to me, that's so much excess energy that you could be utilizing and studying for the interview or researching the company or making that connection with the recruiter or the hiring manager or a referral or an ex-employee who can give you all the ins and outs and really talk candidly about the company because I don't work there anymore and I'm about to get fired and tell you like oh by the way watch out for Leanne she's rude like you might get that good info from an ex-employee but not a current one so like really figuring out who you want in your group to help you and you know what's that called they're like it takes a village to raise a kid yeah it takes a village yeah. to get a dog you know you you want to use your energy to do stuff like that instead of like okay I have to apply to like 50 jobs today oh my god like you know that's I do stuff like that because I do it very quickly and know what I'm doing. But like for other people who don't do it as a living and aren't professionals at it, that's a lot of energy, especially if you don't like writing and you don't like applying your jobs. You're going to have a terrible time in your process of job searching. So your LinkedIn profile will literally have jobs coming to you. Like I have people take my tips on my LinkedIn, just copy my LinkedIn all the way down. I don't care at all. I have a job. I'm not concerned. People doing that. Um, some people get mad about people doing that. Like, I don't care. Copy mine, please. Uh, go get a job. Or, you know, they can use my Twitter threads or my TikTok playlist on LinkedIn hacks or anything to update the LinkedIn profile to optimize it to their specific industry and for the role that they want so that jobs can come to them. And I'd be doing this when they take dips and actually apply themselves to just doing that, which doesn't have to take that long. You don't have to put too much thought into it, especially for copying me. And just within the next hour, oh, hey, I took your chips finally. I got a, an interview set up. Wow. Didn't know it would be that quick. I'm like, yeah. Everybody wants you to think it takes months and months and months to get hired. It absolutely doesn't. Months and months and months to hear back from people, call back. It doesn't. And I'll have people be like, oh, I have 15 people reach out to me this week. I have a whole month full of interviews now. And I'm like, yeah, 
that's easier because then you didn't have to find those roles. They're coming to you. They're relevant. They're in your range. And yeah. now you can just take all the energy that you have and study for the role. That's, what, cool. that's what I would say. And I've always said that um, because I've experienced that firsthand. So. Super cool. Super cool. Thank you. Thank you for all of this guidance. Uh, one more question before our final one. So I'm curious to know, and this is more a personal curiosity than anything. So you hear a lot of, like you mentioned, a lot of like bad talking companies, recruiters, et cetera, right now in the job seeker community. Frankly, we we do it as well, right? We're bashing practices that we see that are yeah. unfair or that are, you know, just should go. What is one practice that you feel like companies should just get rid of right now? Ooh, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of hot takes. So what? Something that they could get rid of literally right now? Give me, give me, give me the hottest of the hot, the scorpion take. Of the <laughs> man, uh, God. oh, you know what? I don't even. I'm gonna just say it, okay? I personally, personally, nobody's gonna do this, but I think they should get rid of resumes as a resume writer. Oh, I thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank I, you. I know that you know, and I, that literally, for honestly. I, I'm going to actually say that somewhere else too. This is the exclusive, but I will say that in other places too, just to shake things up because yes, I'm a resume writer and that would absolute, if they just abolished resumes across the board, it would not hurt my bag at all. It would not destroy mm. my business at all in any way. I would be yep. fine. They would have nothing to do with anything because I do LinkedIn profiles and I do career coaching and write yep. books and I do a bunch of other stuff. It's not, I'm not resume heavy. So, and what it would actually do is have people be like, oh, now I don't need a resume. Now I actually just need to focus on my LinkedIn profile or focus on my interviewing or my, you know, my, my skills and how I negotiate. So there's still a market for me, but honestly, the resume is yes, the ticket to get in the door, but there's other ways to get in the door. And I think the resume process is so difficult for people because one, if you're not a writer, you're going to suffer doing the whole thing because you're it, you're not a resume writer so writing a resume is not your strong so you, and it's a lot of marketing resume writing is marketing at the end of the day if you're not a great marketer or a salesperson you're not doing it well oh well that's that's yeah. the end all be all and it's a system that doesn't work uh, for so many people because if you're setting up your resume incorrectly because you don't know how to set it up that doesn't mean that you don't know how to do your job you just don't know how to set up a resume so you're losing yeah. opportunities because of that you know what I mean like it's like it sucks for some people I shine there, so I'm not worried. Yeah. But it, it's like other people don't shine there, so it's like, dang, they can't get a job because da 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 of all these, you know, background logistics of the hiring market, which is yep. marketing and sales. So I yep. would get rid of it. Yes, that's a great one. That's a great one. We um we, we talk about this all the time. So you are you definitely preaching to the choir on this one. I absolutely believe that that is. A necessity to go. I don't see it going away in the short term, but I do think there's a path for it to be gone uh, with all the new technology in let's call it yeah. ten to fifteen years. I think so too. And I mean, honestly, I think the people who would be the most upset are yes, the recruiters, the hiring managers, da 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 da. But then it's like, well, people would just be like, hey, I'm interested in your company, and now it's your job to figure out if they can do the stuff. Like if yeah. they're saying, yeah. they're, maybe you, maybe you still throw them through a couple of you know, a little hurdle, a little hunger game a little bit, but nothing too ridiculous so that there's like, oh, Wait. just tell me, tell me about it. Literally, the first time they see you is when they see you and they're like, tell me about yourself. And now you're just straight up interviewing. Like interviewing is how you get the job, not the rest. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, the resume has been around since the 1400s and we're still right. using it. So it just doesn't make any sense. It's just your <laughs> billboard. That's it. It's your, it's your billboard on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, well, Andrea, last question we've asked all our guests on um, okay. all four seasons of the Rent Podcast. But now, given that you have the benefit of hindsight, what would you tell yourself as you are entering into your career if you could give yourself one piece of advice? Who? Give myself one piece of advice as I was entering my career. I'm going to go left. I, the only thing, and I, I'm in therapy, I have a spiritual therapist and da, 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 and I tried to just let my own life unfold on its own without trying to be so critical of the process. Like, oh my gosh, I should have did this sooner because then I could have did it. I actually couldn't have. If I was trying to do what I'm doing now as 20 or 21, I didn't have what I needed. I didn't have the life experience. I didn't have, I didn't go through enough things to be able to stay committed and stay consistent and do so I literally the way every single way we evolve and we get to where we're at is perfectly fine and there isn't anything that I would necessarily change but I would have got into astrology and tarot quicker I would have definitely done that because I I do career readings I was a career coach and that goes really well for me so like I would have definitely started talking to people more about their chart and their birthday and their personality and their family life and their grandparents and their ancestral trauma and all this stuff that does affect them to this day on how they believe they should show up in the world and like how much money they feel like they deserve and they can go after like a lot of people's issues in the job market starts from something in childhood too not a life coach not a therapist but it's just facts as being a career coach and talking to people all day about it they don't feel like they're worthy of making six figures or they don't want to go after a role because they feel like they're a fraud and they they have these low self-esteem, low self-doubt, no worth. So it's really structuring a terrible interview because they're scared about people seeing them as who they think they are and they think they're not who they are, but they are. It's weird. So, you know, I would I would work in astrology quicker in a different life i would have got into it quicker that is a great great insight the first time we have heard that on all four (laughs) seasons so i appreciate the uniqueness and look people come with their own set of backgrounds baggage upside good bad ugly or whatever you want to qualify it it's just it's just the stuff that makes them them so i think what I've learned through this journey, specifically with the with the podcast and with Ramp, is enjoy the ride a little bit more. Be present on the ride, and I agree with you. Like you, you just need some. Sometimes you do need a little bit of experience to stick with something a little bit more than you would as that. You know, it's twenty or fifteen year old or whatever. Right, right. Cool. Well, Andrea, this has been an an amazingly fun conversation, a very tactful conversation. You packed us full of great insights and recommendations. Where can folks find you and how can folks reach out to you? You can find me everywhere at, at Andrea is a writer, mainly on LinkedIn, mainly on TikTok, mainly on Twitter. Yes, I'm on my Instagram story talking, but reach out to me there. You'll get a link to thecareeraround.com. So if you want to just go to thecareeraround.com first, that's a lot better. The link is in every bio. You can check out all my free tips and tricks. My newest ebook is... Tales from a Script, How to Bury Your Competition in the Interview. And that's going to be the first thing you see. Follow me, use tips, get the ebook. Wonderful, wonderful. And so, for what I've learned uh, in this conversation, that ebook will be 
packed with scorching hot takes that will get you that job. Andrea, thank you so much for all of your time and all of your wisdom. I hope to have you back on the Red Podcast. Thank you so much. It was great. Talk soon.